0: Another digital another digital another digital citizen
1: Another digital ci- c-
2: c-
0: citizen another digital ci- c- citizen Another digital citizen <laughs> another digital citizen. My, citizen my citizen my citizen my citizen
2: Ole 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 yes it is uh, football season Welcome to another digital system, and uh, welcome to this football field episode of another digital Citizen. With me in goal, I have uh, look.
1: Hi, hi, fro, hi everybody. I, I played uh, striker when I was uh, in. I guess uh, when I was active. a kid, when I was playing soccer, f- football, mm-hmm. foot football, football. <laughs> are you Norwegian or something? <laughs> I'm Brazilian, so I'm like one of the best soccer players ever. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah Bricella, uh is uh, on my list of of teams. Are they I, still I good?
1: I mean, when I was younger oh, and yeah, I followed yeah. soccer, they were like always the best. Are they still? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, they are still around. They are super
2: good. Uh, i I have been watching a lot of, of soccer. we will talk about that a little bit later. but uh, it, it was very very fun to see that Germany lost 2-1 against Japan, uh, a team that's like never like beaten Germany in in the opening match of, of, of their kind of uh, league that was fun. Two one to Japan over Germany how often do you hear, hear that
1: is there a favorite right now in like the betting or are you following that or what oh yeah uh, France is up there
2: uh, they won seven nil against uh,
1: that's big uh, a country from country make country person <laughs> a team that I don't remember right now <laughs> sure. Well, whatever.
2: Yeah, so, somewhere in 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 uh, South America.
1: Well, it obviously wasn't like Brazil or something like that. Brazil, I, I think of no. Brazil and soccer as the same way I think of like Kenya and long distance running. They like yeah. They're like in this whole other league from everybody else. They're like they're born into it, you know, grown grown into it. They're like bane of soccer. Yeah. You know? I can definitely see that, uh, but yeah, no,
2: it's it's just, it's been a, a big hoopla about everything that is about this this World Cup, but we will talk about that a little bit later. Yeah. Uh, you that have been scorned uh, from that kind of thing, have you... Heard anything about how America
1: is doing because I, I know how America is, is doing. We don't, I haven't seen any coverage of it at all here, but uh, the only thing I saw was right. Bi- Biden coming out two days ago or something and be like, Let's surprise the world talking to, like, the U.S. team, and it's... I mean, if we, did, well, you... if we did medium well, that would be surprising the world. If we won, that would be, like, uh, right. blowing the roof off of the, of the world more than surprising them. I mean, you played 1-1 one, 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 uh, against Wales. Uh, wasn't
2: that surprising? Oh, Spain beat uh, Costa Rica 7-0.
1: Oh okay, sure. Yeah, not a very known. Uh, Spain is in, is a very good, uh, very uh, historic soccer country. Also, so oh yeah yeah. yeah. Uh,
2: but uh, Germany l- losing uh, to Japan was a huge huge deal, of course. But uh, other than that, it's been been okay. I mean, my team. Uh, <laughs> My team, the Netherlands, uh, won their first match, so I was happy about
1: that. And why don't you follow uh, Norway again? I know you've said it on the show before, but oh yeah, yeah. Oh, well, first and foremost, we're we're not in the World Cup, so oh, okay. <laughs> There's also that, uh, but I. Why aren't you in the World so, Cup? Because we suck at football, Luke. And that's the only reason you're like we don't want to embarrass ourselves.
2: <laughs>
1: no, we, we can't qualify. Oh, we you can't, can't even qualify. qualify. Oh, okay. No, 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 no. We're that bad. You actually suck. Okay.
2: Oh yeah 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 yeah. If we did if we did football with skis on, we would. Or ice skates would, or something. Or... Yeah, we would beat. Everybody. I think that's called hockey. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, we're, we're not that good at hockey either, to be, uh, to be very fair. I don't think Americans are... Well, there are some good hockey players in America, but, you know, we're overshadowed yeah. by Canada, I would say. Yeah,
2: Canada is up there, definitely. Yeah. Uh, what would you say is, like, if if, if you had to pick your kind of sport that you would... would Yeah, if it was on TV, you wouldn't mind watching it. What would it be?
1: Sport? I mean, that's a, like mm. very general, right? So, I mean... Yes. I, I don't know. I, I mean, I could pick from a thousand different sports. It wouldn't yes, be one of can. like the major sports that you think of. It would probably be, uh, you know, chess boxing or something like that.
2: Oh yeah, chess boxing is up there. Is that a sport? That's I don't know. I would qualify it as a as a sport.
1: Yeah, I don't know. But, uh, I, there's a lot of weird sports that I would like to watch, but I wouldn't like I'm not somebody who's like a fan type sports person where I like get really into it. I'm not going to like go and right. tear down a, a stadium cuz my my team lost or anything like th- I'm ne- I've, I've never really been that way about sports, I guess. Yeah, I I call myself totally
2: uninterested in sports until there's like World Cup or 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 uh uh, uh, uh Euro Cup. Then I get interested.
1: I guess I can understand it, but there's some people yeah. who take it way too far serious, way too far.
2: I mean, it was fun to watch Spain beating Costa Rica. And it was fun to see Japan losing, but uh, now winning over Germany. But it's it's like, I wouldn't like if if someone asked me to do something completely different that day. I would I wouldn't say no. I'm I can't do that because I'm watching football.
1: Yeah, maybe there's people who just like it's it becomes their whole like life for whatever amount of time that's whatever sport it is that season. It's like everything else gets thrown out the window. And if you're if you're not in that world with them, then you're not Mm -hmm. part of part of that time period. It's like the people who like uh, yeah riot when your team wins or loses. Mm -hmm. It doesn't really matter. Those people, that kind of whole thing, I I don't even understand it. I guess the mentality is like us versus them mentality, and it gets it riles people up. But I don't know. Taking you know uh, the idea of like backing a sports team so seriously Mm. that you, like, get upset about it is so, uh, foreign to me in the sense that, like, I don't understand how you can be so attached to something you're not actually involved in. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah.
2: Yeah. You yeah, know, it's a little with, with the Netherlands and me, like, when I say, oh, we won our first football match, I didn't do fuck
1: nothing. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I can understand, like, if, let's say somebody put, like, a thousand dollars on a game, I can understand them being yeah. upset that they lost a thousand dollars. If you're just watching yeah. the game and you're getting just as upset as the guy who lost a thousand dollars and you didn't, like, yeah. lose anything, you're just a random yeah. person, It then it's, yeah. you're being silly. That's But, I mean, you know, to each their own. If if you want to get upset about something that doesn't actually matter, what? Good for you, I guess. <laughs> so if
2: I if I if I had to pick like Canada's national sport, I would say uh, hockey. If I had to pick Norway's national sport, i had to pick skiing. Is American football? Uh, I think baseball America's... is the national pastime, right? Oh, national pastime. Okay.
1: Yeah, baseball is considered America's national pastime. I don't know, football is kind of bigger now, as far as like mm. maybe monetarily and probably the amount of people that follow it. But as far as like what Americans call the national pastime, it's supposed to be baseball, mm. I guess. I don't think I have seen a
2: single baseball match in, in my entire
1: life. You mean, like, all the way through from start to finish? Right. Right. Um, Because they're very long. Baseball Uh, games are long and kind of boring, but, like, in, like, a not as long as cricket and not as boring as cricket way. Right. (laughs) Baseball is, like, uh, a cricket on speed. (laughs) Yeah. and And yet it's still really slow. So. Yes. Yes. I mean, you could say that about certain soccer games, like when there's no, oh, yeah. when you get a really no, low-scoring so game, yeah, or yeah. you get a zero-zero game and nothing happens. Yeah. It's like that; it can yeah. be really boring. Yeah, I mean, any sport can be like that, I suppose. Definitely. Anyway, sports talk. That's what we. Right, we never we talk do. about sports. Tomorrow's yeah. Thanksgiving, by the way, here in America. Oh yeah, Happy Turkey Day. Yeah. Uh, Gonna do Thanksgiving with the fam tomorrow. hmm hmm
2: I don't wish Luke happy uh, uh, Hanukkah. Yeah. Hanukkah. Yes. That, that was that was the word I was looking for. I almost said Halloween. And
1: <laughs> what were you looking for? A holiday? <laughs> <You> know, what? <laughs> a holiday. I don't know. You died. Whatever. Something
2: starting with at eight eight. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't. Uh, <laughs> sorry i i say happy turkey day because that's that's much more fun yeah you know. uh I've, last year you had uh your mom had bought uh three turkeys for a family of uh two well that's not entirely true but uh and one of them is a vegetarian
1: has your mom bought enough um turkeys here you know what i don't i haven't seen a whole lot of I don't think I think maybe my sister's get, I, getting the turkey cuz I haven't seen a turkey Ooh. at all. I I don't know. I've been really busy the last Ooh. bunch of days. Uh exciting. <laughs> yeah, I've been just weird busy. I got I'm we're recording and I I got an, I'm looking at my new monitor here that I just set up yesterday. Uh, mm-hmm. got a whole new setup uh, that we're recording on. Well, not a whole new setup, but a lot of a lot of it's a new setup, so uh, nice yeah it's been Is a, that a christmas uh, present from yourself to yourself actually some i just got a a whole like a pc setup that w- had like i don't even know it's got like windows 7 on it or something so i just, i <sighs> i didn't need the tower i just got rid of the tower and kept all the other parts of it yeah right
2: yeah cool mm-hmm. <laughs> uh should we start this podcast maybe Let's start a podcast. Uh, Muscarine uh, stores uh, Donald Trump's Twitter account after online poll, because that's what you do in a a Twitter line right now. I mean, we we talked about it a little before we started recording. uh, But, uh, yeah, how is uh, Twitter going? And uh, how is Trump doing?
1: Uh, Yeah, there was a weird moment there where everybody... Thought Twitter was just going to disappear, and so everybody was scrambling yeah. to be, like, a lot of major social media people, especially people who are, like, well-known specifically for, like, their Twitter, um, were put, putting up alternate social media accounts on on their social media or on their Twitter pages to, you know, just in case. I even had people contact us that we, like, talked to through Twitter, To be like, hey, we need, like, an alter, just in case, I don't want to, like, totally lose contact with you because Twitter goes down. So, yeah, um, Twitter has been quite a crazy ride this week. And then Elon Musk reinstated Trump uh, account on Twitter on Saturday, reversing the ban that has kept him off the social media site uh, since January 6th. Uh, Musk made the announcement in the evening after holding a poll on his Twitter account that said click yes or no on whether Trump's account should be restored. As the yes vote won with only 51.8%, Musk had said Twitter would establish a new procedure and content moderation council before making any more decisions to restore suspended accounts. Uh, The people have spoken. Trump will be reinstated, Musk tweeted. Uh, Shortly after Trump's account, which had earlier appeared... Uh, to be suspended, reappeared on the platform, complete with all his former tweets. Uh, his followers were gone at least initially, but uh, they started regaining. Um, but Trump is gone. Yes, yeah,
2: not 87,
1: uh,
2: 87.7 followers.
1: Trump million. Uh, will he actually return to Twitter? Is the question because he has no. his own true social right? So why would he? Right. Why would he go back there when he's invested in this other, you know... Unless he was, like, using Twitter specifically just to try to send people back over to truth. I don't know mm -hmm. why he would do that, you know? It's like um, helping out your competition. Uh, For people that's wondering uh, what Donald Trump's last
2: tweet was, that was from January 8, 2021, and he says... To all those who asked, I'm not going to any inauguration on January 20th. That is his last tweet. That seems like <laughs> a little time ago. <laughs> well, January, it's January
1: 6th, Fro. Yes. January 8th is when he got kicked off. Yep. Right, okay. I'm mm-hmm. I, 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 wondering if you were making that connection or not. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he also follows by the way uh 49 people I think another thing is I think have I think musk kind of wants some of these people back for the enga- mm. engagement like he wants to be mm. able to like get uh certain people back on that he knows are gonna like people are gonna follow right um mm-hmm. I don't know I Some people are saying, like, Musk is, this whole Twitter thing is just him uh, trying to, like, please his sycophant uh, fans, fanboys, who, like, want him to, you know, bring Trump back on, and uh, they see him as, like, the leader of, like, a movement to try to, like, go against Twitter, which they see as, like, some kind of liberal... The uh, platform which I, I don't necessarily think that's true but that's the way they see it uh, and then other people say that Musk is doing this to try to um, turn Twitter into something that can be a profitable company which it's not right? I, I don't know what do you think? Do you think it's more the first or the second? Like he wants to make a profit or he's just doing this as trying to like be the leader of some kind of weird movement? Uh I think maybe it's a combination of both. to To be
2: said, to be honest, I I I wonder, I I wonder who will be left as an advertiser on 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 Twitter. I kind of I uh, uh, I love Stephen King. He's my favorite author. He <laughs> he posted a very funny tweet. He said, "Pretty soon, uh, the only advertiser left on Twitter." Will be my
1: pillow, which that even that guy probably would just be on True Social. Doesn't that guy have his? Right. He tried to do his own social media thing for a while. I don't know if it still right. exists, but he wouldn't. Why would he be on Twitter if he's got his own thing? You know. Yeah.
2: Um. Uh, then, then, then he of course uh, is. Uh, uh, he uh, answered. Is my pillow an actually great pillow? Now I'm curious.
1: Elon Musked.
0: <laughs>
1: oh, that's funny. I've never used a My Pillow, so I, I I don't know if it's right. good or not. I, I I doubt it. I doubt it's a good pillow, to be honest. <laughs> that's how to smile. Um. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what what the plan is here. I. I know that Twitter has never been a profitable company. So I have a feeling it's more Mm. the latter that Musk uh, is doing this more as like he, he wanted to like be the leader of kind of a movement to go against the people who ran Twitter. And like I've said in the past, he didn't ever really want to buy it. They sued him into forcing him to buy it. Um, And I think that kind of backfired on him and now he's, trying mm. to pretend oh I'm doing this for this reason or that reason but in actuality yeah. he'd never wanted to really buy it and now he's stuck with yeah. it and yeah he what I heard is he took that loan he took a loan for the 44 billion he had to like spend on Twitter uh, mm-hmm. and that the interest of that loan itself is like millions and millions of dollars and that uh, would be a reason for him to file bankruptcy as far as Twitter goes. And that's been a discussion. Mm-hmm. We'll see if it happens. And if that does happen, would Twitter disappear? We don't really know, I guess. I have a
2: sneaking suspicion that it will not if I had to put any money on it. But I I, I really don't know, of course.
1: The strange thing is, uh, if Twitter did disappear, like, what is the alternative? And uh, there are a if few... Something is Facebook, yeah. There are a few, but, like, True Social would end up being, like, one of the main alternatives, which is weird to think yeah. about.
2: Yeah. Maybe maybe he really has stocks in that as well, and we don't know, and he bought up Twitter to, like, burn it down so his stocks in True Social would go up.
1: Right, exactly. Conspiracy. Uh, Musk also, uh... Reinstated comedian Kathy Griffin, Canadian psychologist Jordan Peterson, and a satirical website Babylon B, which I've heard of, but mm. I, I don't. It's some kind of like weird right wing uh, comedy yeah. ju- comedy website, I guess. Um. Yeah, you have to put comedy in quotes there, Mister. Right. Exactly. <laughs> uh, he added, he responded no when someone on Twitter asked him to reinstate Alex Jones's account, though. Uh, yeah. He's like, I have children. <laughs> no. Nope. Well, yeah, this also... It just goes against this whole idea of, like, uh, 100% free speech. Like, mm-hmm. it seems like there is no, like, policy as to, like, this person gets kicked off, this person doesn't. It's just, like, right. Elon doesn't like this guy, so he's not allowed on. Or Elon doesn't like this person, so they're not allowed on. <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah. exactly. There's no, like, actual policy. It's just, like, who they like and who they don't like.
2: Yeah, we will see. Maybe maybe it will be a, uh, a website we, we laugh of and, and think of in, in the ways, ways, ways of QB and other things.
1: We will see. Somebody out there is already trying to come up with like an alternative, just in case, you know. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we see a few different social media, Twitter-type social medias kind of pop up in the next few months. Right. Is the Saudi Crown Prince on Twitter? I would guess not, but I don't know. Maybe. I would guess mm. that, like, there's probably, like, a official Saudi, like, uh, crown or, like, royal Twitter, something like that. I don't know, though. Well, you can send
2: police to his, uh, mansion, uh, because, uh, he has immunity.
1: Uh, U.S. has determined that Saudi Arabia's de facto leader, Mohammed bin Salman, has immunity from a a lawsuit filed by uh, the fiancé of murdered journalist Jamal Khashoggi. Uh, U.S. intelligence has said it believes the prince ordered the killing, but in court filings, the U.S. department says he has immunity due to his role as the prime minister of Saudi Arabia. Mr. Khashoggi's ex-fiancé wrote on Twitter that Jamal died again today with this ruling. She, along with human rights groups, uh, have been asking unspecified damages in the U.S. for the murder of her fiance. So, um, yeah, the, yeah. I'm not going to try to be a douche, but you can't dwi- die
2: twice. That is uh, impossible if you're not the zombie.
1: I think she's saying uh, like his spirit. Yes. His spirit died. I guess maybe. I understand
2: that. Right. I hate it when people say that. It's just a stupid thing.
1: The official explanation for granting the immunity to the man the CIA suspects was complicit of the murder is that the Saudi Crown prince' status formally changed in September when he na- was named Prime Minister, but this change is largely academic, the Saudi Arabian mm. power rests with the king, and the crown prince uh, is immediately blood related to the royals. MBS, as the crown right. prince is known, has been all powerful uh, since two thousand seventeen. It's like, yeah. Um, I just it's this comes after. Oh, they even have a picture if it rolled if you scroll down a little bit. We got the fist bump mm. picture with Biden. Um, yep. And that happened because they were trying to make a deal for oil, which yep. happened because of the Russian uh Russia being in U- Ukraine and then our sanctions against Russian oil. Uh yep. and now we're giving this guy immunity even though he murdered a US journalist, right? Yep. Um and then yep, yep, yep. and then the same people would say, uh, you know, there's an attack on journalism in America right now, but like mm. you can't be against attacks on journalism uh and be like, "Oh my gosh, these people are trying to ruin journalism, this thing's trying yeah. to ruin and then have this happen and and be like, yeah. oh yeah, I'm fine with that, yeah right yeah yeah yeah
2: you yeah, know, uh everything goes together, goes together, goes together, goes together uh it's it's sad. It's sad, sad, but not surprising at all. I mean, I'm, I'm not shocked by this news at all.
1: Like, it's just sad. Yeah, especially for the family, obviously. Um, yeah. That there's not going to be any kind of, you know, uh, resolution to his murder. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Even though the U.S. recognizes that this guy probably m- killed him in a horrific... Oh, yeah terrible way, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. they're giving him immunity. What does that say about, you know, the justice system? Not much.
0: This guy uh, gets immunity, also,
1: and, and and we're still prosecuting Julian Assange, right? Right, right yeah, yeah. Blood oil money.
2: Well, let's talk about the Olay, 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 uh, or as I call it, the World Cup. It is in uh, Qatar uh, it's uh, kind of controversial uh, and when I say kind of controversial uh, that's uh, saying it mildly because not only are you not uh, allowed to drink beer there but uh, yeah human rights issues have been uh, kind of a kind of a issue with
1: Qatar Kind of? Like, it's been kind discussed of. for the last bunch of years, you mean? Kind of. Uh, the 2022 World C- Cup kicked off Sunday, shrouded in accusations of human rights violations and lo- last-minute controversy surrounding the host. Millions of supporters from around the world w- will descend on the small Gulf Nation, which stars from 32 countries face off for the next four weeks. The time and year of this location... Uh, oh, time... Of year and location it meant that this had to be a long promise to be unlike any other event before. But Friday, mm. news that alcohol sales were banned from the stadium highlighted a cultural clash of the conservative Emirate hosting the global party. World Cup teams and acu- activists had voiced concerns for residents and v- visiting fans after years of buildup. This year's ter- tournament dominated by criticism of Qatar's treatment of both migrant workers. And LGBTQ people in general. Did you see the signs that were up that were like, "Yep, no, it was like, all these different things, it was like no alcohol, no, right. it was like any, when you go to a concert, you see those things, it's like no fireworks, mm-hmm. no mm-hmm. Uh, beer, no drugs, it, except this one was like, no being gay, no, no, uh, (laughs) no way, no way, no sex, no skirts. (laughs) You're not allowed to wear skirts. Yeah. Yeah. Those kind of things. Um, yeah. Very, uh, you know, what's the word for it when like you're living in the past? Uh, it's yeah. They're just living in like this alternate timeline where they live like a hundred years ago where, you know they have their culture, I guess, but um, how far, uh, how far is respect for somebody else's culture? Can you go when they're right. like murdering uh, migrant workers and gay people, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna respect that culture. I, I, I'm sorry. I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> yeah, like I, I like I, uh, like I said many, many times. I
2: understand if people is, are like, nope, i'm not going to watch this world cup i've i made up my mind that i think uh, i want i want to see it because i i I love football i mean it doesn't mean that i have less respect for the people that died there uh, according to circumstances but i've also been to egypt i've been to the i was on honeymoon in in egypt and were to the uh, the pyramids i mean i i didn't think of all those uh million of people that died there as well it's, it's it means like we are all hypocritical in in some ways and i understand that some people are like drawing their um mark in the sand uh, at this World Cup, saying that, like, this is not anything that we can be a part of. But it's there. Like, we can't change it now. Like, it's too late.
1: I think making a, a fuss about it, uh, it works in the sense that then next in four years when it happens again. Uh, right. Whatever country that is... Uh, and future countries need to be, like, set to a different standard. Obviously, then they decided when they when they decided to have it in Qatar, they should have known right. that that wasn't going to fly, obviously. I think the other thing is, like, wh- when you were saying you went to Egypt for your honeymoon, it's like, yeah, you went to Egypt, but when you were in Egypt, did they have signs that literally had, a, a, like... Uh, symbols of uh, being gay, and then it had a red X through it, you know, it's like, they're putting it out there in a way that makes people go, hey, that's fucked up, you know, where like like other countries, yes, it it happens, but maybe it's done somewhat more, like, in secret, I guess, not secret, but you know what I'm saying, like, it's not Mm -hmm. on a sign out in the middle of the stadium, you know, um... Let let me say it this way. Like I, I have, said, I'm not going to respect yeah. anybody's culture just for uh, if they're doing these kind of things. Like I just, right. I'm just not going to do it. Yeah.
2: No, I, I agree.
1: And uh, and
2: there's uh, uh, let me just say it this way. I have bigger problems with FIFA than I have with the World Cup itself. I think the World Cup. I uh, like it, it is there, like I kind of have to accept it's there, but I, I, I think it's more awful that FIFA will not allow people to to have uh, the gay pride flag on their shoulder because of uh, uh, and, and saying that you would be fined uh, with a yellow card if you had had uh, the, uh, the pride flag on your shoulder. I think that is worse than uh, 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 right now, at at least. FIFA are doing a lot of of things. Like It's also FIFA's fault in the first place that it is in Qatar because FIFA is a corrupt fucking organization. And I I think it's too sad that uh, FIFA that is kind of like the organization that's supposed to take care of football is actually the organization that's destroying football uh, uh actively
1: yeah i don't that's think that's fine uh, there uh, there's a separation you can make between fifa and qatar which are the right. problem here and then the players who are playing the game which like yeah. they didn't make the decision to have this in no. qatar they they grew up wanting to play football and they practiced their whole entire life to play a game, and mm-hmm. that's what they're there to do. They, they're they not... I don't think any player specifically is making some kind of, like... Um, by being there, I don't think they're making some kind of statement or anything. and They're just there to play football, right? Uh, mm-hmm. And like you said, yeah, some of them tried to make a statement with uh, a shoulder patch that was a gay pride shoulder patch and the FIFA got mad at them as well as two American journalists uh, were removed for rainbow patterned articles of clothing by the world cup uh, venue in Qatar on Saturday, a Los Angeles times reporter, Kevin Baxters was told by police officers at the U S men's national team Qatari training site that a rainbow colored mask was not allowed. Uh, Two days later, On Monday night, a longtime soccer journalist, Grant Wall, said that he was told by security to change out of a shirt with a rainbow pattern around a soccer ball. FIFA told Yahoo Sports that the incident was a mistake and that it had all been sorted out. Right. I mean, this shirt with the soccer ball, it literally doesn't have... It's just a rainbow with a soccer in the middle. It doesn't even... It doesn't, like... It doesn't say anything. It doesn't necessarily mean uh, LGBTQ... Right. It's just a rainbow. So like, you know what I'm saying? And like You know what is even more funny? Uh, uh,
2: Belgium that doesn't really have like the rainbow in their uh, in their dresser or anything, uh, in their football kit have been asked uh, to uh, not asked have been told that they can't play with their away kit because it looks too
1: much uh, close to rainbow. Like what happens it's if, if, if it, What happens if like uh? I know it's Qatar, so it's never gonna rain. But what if it rained and a rainbow just happened to <laughs> come that's into wild. the sky? They, they, Are they gonna they get mad seen... at at the weather? Are they gonna get mad at God, look, or Allah, or look, something?
2: Look, look, that's why why they uh, they hate rainbows. rainbows like, right?
1: <laughs> they never they never see them. They've never seen one. <laughs> It's like, kind of like... Oh, no! It's so scary! And telephone! They, they do say that uh, fear of the unknown is, like, the scariest <laughs> thing. So maybe you're right. They've never seen a rainbow, oh, and that's, that's why they're fun. so afraid of it. Oh, that's <coughs> funny. Oh. Yeah, the whole thing's anyway. dumb, obviously, and yeah, yeah. Qatar is stupid, and yeah. I, I think everybody's known that for a while. It. This is just you know, exacerbating that situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was it the
2: football Uh that destroyed the pipelines? No.
1: (laughs) It is explosives, says Sweden. Uh, The Nord Stream pipelines carrying vital gas from Russia to Europe were blown up as an act of gross sabotage, the Swedish investigation concluded on Friday. Swedish Public Prosecutor's Office announced that the investigators found traces of explosives on several foreign objects found at the site under the Baltic Sea, which they consider a crime scene. Swedish officials said it was too early to accuse any individuals of a crime, while other agencies and Western officials have been less hesitant, blaming Russia and Putin. Multiple leaks Mm were found in the pipelines in late September, uh, deepening the energy crisis currently in Europe. So, uh, yeah. They're just saying like this is definitely sabotage. They're not saying it was Russia. They're not saying it wasn't Russia. Uh, the CIA director John Brennan, after the leaks, said that Russia was the most likely suspect. Germany's federal intelligence agency said only Russia could have been responsible. Other experts agree. A telling Insider that in October that Russia was the most likely culprit. Uh, Sweden's public prosecutor office said it was still working to find out more details. Uh, and multiple other investigations are underway by other countries. So mm-hmm. yeah, this is just an update on this whole situation. Still nobody claiming responsibility, right? So right. It's 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 probably Norway though. We've t- that's I mean it's not on un- like what if it was some really rich Oil ma- magnet uh, magnate magnet in Norway, in Norway yeah. and he hired yeah. some like guerrilla group to do it, and he knew yeah. he was going to profit from that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it's not on. It's not out of the realm of possibility, I suppose. I think you would be called pretty high if you suggested with a straight face
2: that it was Norway. Is that? Uh,
1: I'm not suggesting was... it was the Norwegian government. <laughs> I was saying it could just be, you know. A random Norwegian uh, person, yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Talking about high, uh,
2: President Biden uh, expected to sign cannabis research bill.
1: Yeah, I remember when Biden was asked about legalizing uh, marijuana in the United States and whether he would sign off on that, and he said, we need to do more research. That was his... Mm -hmm while President Joseph Biden will sign a bipartisan legislation passed uh, last week to advance the research into cannabis. The bill Mm -hmm. known as the Medical Marijuana and Cannabinol uh, Research Expansion Act was approved by unanimous consent in the U.S. Senate uh, after being passed in the House during the summer. This legislation Mm -hmm. is a significant milestone in marijuana policy reform, marking the first time cannabis... Uh, measure has been approved by the U.S. Congress. The bill requires the U.S. Attorney General Office to make timely action uh, on applicants to conduct scientific research uh, on cannabis that have been submitted to the agency for approval. The president's intention to sign the legislation was first revealed and later confirmed by a White House House spokesman. So, um... Yeah, uh, this was co-sponsored by Earl Blumauer of Oregon. Um, so that's good. I, I've i got mixed feelings about this. In one way, I'm like, that's really great. On the other hand, it's like, do we... Like, everybody... Do we really need more research? Or is this just them buying time? Or even worse... Yeah, even worse, them buying time. It feels like them buying time. Even worse, is it them trying to, like... Are they gonna fund research to find exactly what they want to find right you know what I'm saying yeah like if you f- you fund the right person to find what you want to find that uh, I don't know something's something bad that they're gonna specifically look for that or are you doing research to find you know uh, what's good like there's what kind of research is being done I guess is my point um yeah i I just don't trust the government in when it comes to marijuana uh i think there has to be some kind of independent oversight of of this investigation yeah. that's what I think but i don't uh You're just right. because i don't I don't trust the government to do it correctly the way they've handled marijuana in the past right yeah right. right. I mean, it it feels
2: it feels like a step forward, but it feels like a half step forward, if you know what I mean. It 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 feels like it's kind of like yeah, this is a good thing, but it's also like yeah, like you said, it also feels a little like a bit a bit slow. They they are at least treading
1: extremely extremely carefully, and slowly. Yeah, yeah I, I I, get it. Like, it's definitely a good thing in a way, but at the same time, it could be used... It it can be used right. in a bad way to actually go the opposite way if they wanted to use it for that, yeah. Mm. So, do you think the reason
2: why this flock of sheeps walked around in a circle for 12 days could be because they were high?
1: They, like, fed them marijuana yeah yeah there's like a a pig i think it was pigs they're like in washington state i want to say that they were they fed them primarily marijuana and supposedly they're like really tasty bacon have you heard that let me look that up but Uh, And and you can go, you go into this article and I'll go look that up.
2: Yeah, a flock of sheep has been walking in circle for 12 days and nobody knows why. Uh, China state-run news site People's Daily tweeted security footage of a bizarre phenomenon after 10 days calling it Great Sheep Mystery. Uh, The publication reported that uh, the sheep are healthy, but the reason for their weird behavior is still a mystery uh we have a video here that i have watched i don't know if there's anything sound but we would just see them going in circle and it's so fucking creepy it looks like it's from a movie uh, in japan
1: all right we got a 22 second video so let me make sure the volume's all right all right give me a countdown in three two one play so spooky Well, they added spooky music, so that obviously adds to it. Okay, now we got. The daytime shot is a little less spooky, right? But it's still weird looking. Yeah, but still
2: fucking weird.
1: And why are
2: they so fra- like, this reminds me of Ringo. (laughs)
1: <laughs> well, I mean, the black and white night camera definitely adds yeah. to, like, the creepy Ringu, like, effect, for sure. Mm-hmm. But it ma- it definitely makes you think of, like, some kind of, I don't know, uh, Shyamalan-type movie where, like, the, the sheep start doing this and then an alien spacecraft comes down or something, right? Mm-hmm. Or maybe, oh, here, there... The alien spacecraft is already there, and that's what they're walking around. You just can't see it because the spacecraft is, is invisible. That's why it's mm. round, and they're walking in a circle around it. that That's my explanation mm. for this whole thing. So what did you find uh, out
2: about the pigs?
1: Uh, yeah. Uh, a dish with a story that is very tasty and unique to Oregon and is much more powerful and meaningful. And meaningful. Uh, an owner of a farm in Forest Grove, Oregon has teamed up to offer High on the Hog dinner an event centered around roasting cannabis-fed pigs and sub- summer <laughs> ves- vegetables as well. Yeah, it's a thing. They they feed nice. leftover cannabis to the pigs and supposedly okay. it uh, makes really good, tasty meat. Uh... Some customers have asked if feeding the pigs cannabis plants makes them high. The answer is no. Pigs have a f- similar endocannabinoid system to humans, which means that minimal THC that exists in the feedstock would uh, have been heated in order to, to make it be... Oh, it it has to be heated to make it sy- psychoactive. Okay,
2: so yeah. Ah. Uh. Well, that's what we're doing when we grill them, so maybe we will get high because they eat the meat and uh, THC is getting into the meat and when we heat no no
1: no no, uh, no. yeah there's some people yeah. saying it makes it tastier other people saying that that's a myth maybe you mm-hmm. know kind of maybe you're, some people are getting a little uh they're they're assuming it tastes better um uh, but maybe it just tastes the same i don't know i'd have to try it i guess
2: I'm done with Christmas shopping. Are you done
1: with Christmas shopping? I've got a couple more things to buy. There's one or two people that I just cannot figure out what to get them. <laughs> to be honest, like I've run out of good oh. ideas for a couple of people that I know. So uh, I, I went, I went out
2: of good ideas very, very early. So I went to establish titles. Uh, we're not sponsored. Not sponsored. Right? Yes. <laughs> just saying that. Uh, and they have a Black Friday sale right now. Uh, and what they do is they, they sell you uh, a foot of Scottish land. Uh, so you can actually call yourself a lord or a lady. I mean, it's kind of uh, a fun uh, gag gift kind of thing, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. But they, they also plant a tree for every one day sell. Right. So... It's kind of, like, environmentally good as well. So I bought that for my dad and his wife. So they now can call themselves Lord and Lady. Are you ruining
1: their Christmas gift if they hear this? Nope, because they have already gotten it. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right, well, Tron's going to talk about Christmas. Uh, he's going to talk about giving away your Christmas gifts.
0: Hello, this is Tron with Tron Tells the Truth. I usually don't talk about Christmas so long time before Christmas, but this year I'm going to talk about Christmas even if it is in November. My big suggestion for all of you, stop giving gifts. Yeah, stop giving expensive gifts. I say what, well, people buy for each year and sums is getting larger and larger. Buying Christmas presents to each other is not like fun anymore, it's just a fucking drag. You're buying shit to the people who don't need the shit to get more shit in return. I talk to my family and I don't want any Christmas gifts. I can rather use the money to travel to see them or have a meeting outside eating dinner or something. But giving more shit, I have all the books, DVDs, socks and everything I have a need in life. I have family. I have friends. And so on, and so on, and so on. I like to celebrate Christmas, having family and friends along, singing, getting fucking drunk, and eating too much food and candy. But all the gifts, I can spare it. There are people in the world who need those gifts. There are people who need that money. So if you have a lot, and a lot of shit you don't need, give it away. If you wanted to buy... Expensive present to each other gives people a meal, something to eat, something to drink, and something they can be happy about. Because there are few p- people in society that don't have that much. Oh, I know a lot of them thinking, but yes, but the billionaires, they have a lot. Isn't it their time to give? Yes, it is their time to give. But solidarity and how we treat each other cannot rely on the billionaires it relies on everybody of us if we show a wave of compassion and to do things differently think differently and so on maybe we can create something that well, the world billionaires won't be assholes like that a lot of people say like you're stopping the trade and you know, communists and so on because if, if you don't buy a lot of things during Christmas the company will fail Maybe this economy shall fail. Maybe this is the wrong economy. When you have a system that you have to buy even more, work even more, in less, and borrow more to buy more, that you can't pay for, what is that for a good economy? For who? The success of society not rely on stockholders and how big the index is on Wall Street. Relies on the happiness of the people who live in society and as you can see now, a lot of people are not happy not happy at all fascism on the right: of the United States Hungary, Poland, Italy yeah even the football system support fascist fucking dictatorships in the Middle East yeah we can't even talk about difficult issues anymore this is the world today this is the world I shall celebrate Christmas in. On that term, I'd rather give to the people who sit at the end of the table, people who can't eat, who can't speak up for themselves. Uh, A friend of mine gave me a big quote. Let the voices of the poor be as high as the pathetic behaviors to the rich. Oh, that was a new translation for me, but, but that we should for create more for the people who need it, not more for the people who already have. This was Tron where Tron Tells the Truth. Have a nice fucking Christmas.
2: That was uh, Tron telling
1: the truth, as always. Thank you, Tron. Thank you, Tron. TV round. TV. TV, TV, TV. Pew, 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 pew. I guess I'll start. Well- yeah, let's talk about Inside Job season two, uh, mm-hmm. which we covered the first season on the show. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I really like. I mean, it' the exact same show. I, it, it, I guess they didn't yeah. even call it season two. What I saw, they called and it part two. Part two, Archer, yeah. Uh, which I guess is technically a season two, right? Right. They're just trying to be a little clever about it. I don't know. Just got all the same kind of humor. They added, uh, I don't even remember his name, but the Illuminati guy, he's he's a fairly famous actor, right? Right, yes. And he's clearly going to be the love interest of this season. Well, he is the love interest of this season. Well, uh, with this show, what could end up happening is he could be like, I haven't seen the whole season yet, but you know, he could end up being Ah. like a bad guy. Uh, He could be like tricking them, but we'll see. Well, spoiler alert! No,
2: no. Okay, <laughs> I saw the whole thing. Uh, uh, so fun, very very fun. Uh, I ate it up in in one sitting. Just tremendously fun. I'm going to see it one more time. Actually, I just wanted to see it like from
1: start to end. It has a very good arc, as they call. Yeah, this is made by Justin Roiland. It's a show about a government, secret government agency that's like, what, the deep state. Mm-hmm. And then in this... I mean, it was revealed last season that there were, like, the Reptoids and the Illuminati and all these other things. Rough. And they were, like, featured in the first season. But this one, mm-hmm. it kind of establishes that, like, these are groups that are battling for power in a way. They all kind of, like, are... Uh, what's the word for it? Running the world... But against each other, I don't know how to describe it other than that. But there's like kind of a power it's balance.
0: A subscription, yeah. Uh,
1: this season, well, last season, her father was like uh, on the outs of this group that he had been in for a long time, and she is currently in. And in the fr- beginning of this season, he is running mm. that group now, right? Uh, at with like an iron Rock. fist, basically. I mean, that's uh, where the conflict I, comes in for this season is, you know, the her versus her dad. So, yeah. Yeah. 8.5, I would give it. Maybe, maybe 9. I really think it's one. Uh, yeah, I'd give it an 8 so far from what I've seen. I mean, the show's... Mm-hmm. It, it didn't lose any quality from the first season, and that was really good, so... Nope. uh I saw a documentary
2: uh, that was kind of interesting. I, I'm not sure how interesting I found it, but... It's called Pepsi, Where's My Jet?
1: Yep, I saw uh, this. Yeah. Uh, three episodes, right? Four. Four? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I know yeah, it's, it's random about... to have four episodes, right? Like. Right. You usually either have three or five, or and then go to, right. like, but I guess four. I don't know, the last episode felt weird to me, but go ahead, sorry. Yeah, no, it, it, it super felt, like, random. Uh, but yeah, no.
2: It's about this guy uh, that has uh, 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 found out that he was going to collect enough Pepsi points to purchase uh, a Harrier jet, uh, and when he does that, he uh, finds out that Pepsi are not willing to give him his jet. Right. Uh, And it's about the legal uh, ramifications between this and how this was a commercial and people like, yeah, how serious is this and things like that. Like I said, it is an interesting topic. It's nothing wrong about the topic. I just found it a little... Well, I think the word I'm looking for is bland. I thought it would be more interesting than it was because the story itself, on the outside, kind of like, is interesting, and I, uh, but I didn't really understand why. Uh, why it was as long as it felt? It, it felt extremely long. It should be like if I if I could like give them some feedback, they should have cut this down to like maybe uh, two episodes, and I would be more interested. Because it felt like they were
1: dragging a lot. Okay, I mean it yeah. felt like pretty much a lot of other Netflix documentaries that are in this style. It mm. felt to me that they were uh, going off of the fact that that uh, McDonald's Monopoly documentary did really well. And this kind of felt like it was in the same vein of, like, concept, right? Um, mm. So I think that's what they, they were like, we want another one of those kind of sh- uh, documentaries where it's talking about a big corporation uh, and uh, right. the small guy versus the, you know, they even said, like, David versus Goliath multiple times in this. Um, right, they did that through the show. I guess my but problem you know, with I, I... it is, like, the Davids in this, the Davids, quote-unquote, they're both, like, super rich guys. I mean, even the kid himself, right. like, it was clear that, like, you don't go... Uh, Climbing mountains all around the world when you're 20 years old, unless you're fairly well off already, <laughs> right, right? Right, right. I right. guess is my point. And then, like at the end, you're supposed to. Th- these are the people you're supposed to like root for. And at the end, when they're mm. working with Michael Avenatti and stuff, and I'm like, yeah. I don't want. I don't want to <laughs> root for these <laughs> douchebags. So it kind of lost me at that point, you know? Yeah. Um. Yeah. And like, but I do understand like the that the the mentality of like them us versus them kind of thing but mm. it's just the us in this situation i didn't really want to root for and that kind of ruins the whole vibe so i mean i thought documentary wise it was put together pretty standard like you said nothing pretty cookie cutter normal documentary but uh yeah that that end part especially in the in the fourth episode like i said that last episode kind of mm-hmm. um they tried to twist it around on you, and with the one uh, guy who made the commercial, and he has the the uh, um, the original drawing from the pitch meeting, and that that part was a little interesting. But overall, I I probably give this whole thing what a four point five. No, I'll give it a five, right in the middle.
2: Yeah, I I I landed on a three point five actually. I. I, yeah, I, I just thought it was boring and
1: tried and, uh, way too long. Uh, it didn't feel too long to me, but, yeah. Mark. <laughs> um, oh, Your it's turn. my turn. I uh, Welcome to Chippendales. Did you check this out? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's about Chippendales. Uh, about the founder of Chippendales <laughs> and kind of how they, he started as a backgammon club, and he couldn't, like, nobody was coming to his club, and so he started doing other things, and what I don't know if this is real, but he went to, like, a gay bar and saw somebody dancing and just was like, oh, wow, women would love a strip club. And that's kind of where it goes from. Did it feel like to you, Fro, Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. the first episode they made... And then they redid the ending of it, not to spoil anything, to mm-hmm. get rid of certain characters for the rest of the series? <laughs> or is that just me? Nope.
2: <laughs> that, is, that is entirely you, because episode two didn't feel like this at all. Didn't feel like what?
1: Didn't feel About like episode one. one. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, not only that, it's like they kill off these characters, and then... They're never mentioned again, right? And that's what ma- made it really feel like that to me. Um, yeah, I mean, I thought the acting was good though, and the story is kind of interesting. Good. I mean, there's yeah. a lot of like filler because they're like, mm-hmm. uh, sometimes they're just showing you like the dancing and mm-hmm. not really they they're not there's not a whole lot of storyline going on during that time. But sometimes during like the dance the dance routine bits they'll cut in with somebody in the background talking to whoever, the choreographer or something like that. Um, but it didn't feel like when there was filler, it lasted too long. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, the ending of episode one is a little awkward, but everything else I thought was good. What, what did you think? Uh, you know, I, I went
2: into this with absolutely no expectations at all uh because I haven't really heard about this show uh I like Kamal he's uh he's a good uh, actor uh comedian uh so I thought maybe it would be a little more funny than it is oh. it's it's definitely it's definitely drama uh but he's he's a good actor I I think he it's fits very good into this role and then I saw that Juliet Lewis all of a sudden was in this show and I was like wow she's a good actor as well so I think the concept and uh, the story itself is very good I have some like tiny minor issues though I, I felt uh, like a lot of the script was a little bit fluffy in the way that they were trying to fill in time. Uh, I kind of had the same problem with this as I kind of had with the documentary. It felt like a, a lot of this, like, dialogue and and uh, and things that was happening was just there to fill up the time instead of, like, being more po- poignant. So in that way, I was I was I, I will not say I was a little bored, but it felt like you like you said a little like Uh, unnecessary scenes sometimes.
1: Uh, Well, I... A lot of the unnecessary scenes are, like like I said, the dance scenes. Which you kind of have to have in the show, but the... The thing that was weird definitely between episode 1 and episode 2 again, was like episode 1 you didn't get to know any of the dancers. Like... They were just basically, like, background to the rest of the story. And then in Mm -hmm. episode two, you get to know, like, one dancer, and then you're also adding the Juliette Lewis character. So, like, it felt like the problem with these two episodes is, like, episode one should be character development, and then in Mm -hmm. episode two, you start moving ahead with the story, right? But the way they put this together is that both of these are character development, and the story's moving along, but at some point at the end of episode one, the story, mm-hmm. or I mean, at the end of episode one, the story has mm-hmm. a complete 180 and changes when you get into episode two. So you're restarting the yeah. story. And that was a big problem with it. It's like, yeah, yeah. Uh, e- episode one and two are basically two episode ones. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah.
2: Mm hmm. I, I totally agree. Uh, you know, uh, I will give
1: it a, this is hard, uh, 6.5. That's exactly what I gave it. And I think that's what it deserves, to be honest. I think the biggest yeah, glaring error was the, the change from episode one to two, but, I mean, Very if you were just so. to go and cut out kind of some of the ending of episode one, and then Hmm. flow them together a little bit better, I think, uh, this could have been a, a like, a higher, like, in the 7.5 f- range, but... Yeah, and it
2: also makes it so I don't really have any interest in watching more than two
1: episodes. I think the acting is what really makes this hold its ground, and where I would, I would be willing to watch another episode, uh, I don't know if I'll watch the whole season, but the acting is good enough right. where I'm like, I, I want to see more of this, these characters. Yeah. Well, let's talk about something
2: that oh, I had high expectations for and didn't really measure up. Let's talk about 1899. Okay, yeah, I saw uh, this. I, 1899, yeah. Uh, this was not a good follow-up to... Uh, one of my favorite shows of all time. That's for fucking sure. This was not dark. That's
1: is this a follow-up be... to that?
2: No, no. I oh. meant it's by the same people. Right. It's, okay. Yeah. So, right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. In in the way that uh my expectations were like, oh, this is going to be as good as as their other stuff. It, yeah, as their other stuff. Um, yeah, it's about this uh migrant steamship. That's uh, like uh, has a mixed bag of like
1: people in it, uh, and they are like. There's the upper uh, deck and the lower deck where there's like the poor people, and then the upper deck where there's all the rich people, right? Yeah. And uh,
2: 1899 is, of course, the year. Uh, Then something happens, (laughs) and they find this other ship they get a sig- saying,
1: they get a signal and they go right to the signal and find another ship yeah
2: yeah and uh, yeah that is kind of uh, what they find aboard the other ship is kind of the problem uh, but uh, yeah no that's the the whole thing I saw two and a half episodes and I'm out this was not good And I don't think it was the acting I... Well, I I, I will say it's not the acting Uh, I think the
1: dialogue was bad the dialogue is terrible And like when dialogue's bad that can come off as bad acting But I think you're right I think most of the actors were decent I think they just were delivering bad dialogue (laughs) Yeah and the plot itself is also semi-interesting. It's kind of like... Yeah. I was not interested in it, to be honest. Um,
2: I, I said semi-interesting. Right, some some well, of the things that happens in the two first episodes uh, led me to, to think it would be semi-interesting.
1: I compared it to Snowpiercer, that show. Yes. And that the plot line is so much more in depth, and, like, the character develop- development is so much, like, you feel for the character so much more, and, like, mm-hmm. it moves along in a, like, that show, the tension is so much higher, where this, it, fe- it the tension feels really, like, minimal. It feels like mm-hmm. they're trying to be more creepy than tense, and I think mm-hmm. they need, like, it doesn't come off as creepy as they think it does, maybe. Or at least not to me. And that's... I, yeah. That that was one of my biggest problems with it is it just felt like it was trying to be something that it really wasn't. It was trying to be kind yeah. of a horror show, but it wasn't horror enough. Yeah. I mean, maybe it's because we're also watching Cabinet of Curiosity, and that's like a right. horror actual horror show. Yeah. Mhm. Yeah. No, I was. I'm just
2: disappointed.
1: Uh, I give this show a three. I give it a four. So yeah, I mean, I, I the one thing is like set design and the way it was shot and everything. Very pretty, yeah. yeah. And some of the special effects are decent; they're not totally terrible or anything. So, nope. all right. Uh, okay. the, the last thing I saw. Sad. Yes. Yeah, yeah. The last thing I saw was uh, Fleischman is in trouble. Fleisch Fleischman Fleischman. Okay. Did okay. you see this? Nope. It's about a. Guy who gets a divorce, um, he lives in New York, and his wife is, like, a talent agent. She runs a talent agency or something. They get divorced, and she kind of uh, just leaves him in the lurch uh, She's because she's so busy with work all the time that uh, mm. he is... One day, she, she just leaves the kids at his house and doesn't even tell him. And he doesn't even know they're there until he, like, goes and looks in the room. Uh, wow. And uh, and we're like, that's a little crazy. Why would she do that? And why does he care as much as he does? But then slowly, we realize that, like, after he got divorced, he got on social... Mu- or, uh, dating apps. Uh, mm-hmm. And... He's become like the, uh, the most eligible bachelor basically in all of New York. Uh, it's kind of interesting. Episode two really lost me because it started to get into like mm. religious stuff, and I was kind of like, mm. "Uh, this is weird." I like episode one was interesting in the sense that like they definitely had a concept. Episode two kind of just lost me because it t- went away from that concept. I guess. Um, mm. I it the whole thing has a voiceover, uh, in a in a like a book, like a novel way, like uh, not novel like a book novel where like it feels like somebody else is telling the story the whole time. This woman mm. is telling the story of him. It's not him telling the story of himself. It's like this third person narration. Um, yeah, it's a, uh, it's. It's very average of a show. It's nothing great. They're trying a little too hard, so it feels a little pretentious. It also is one of those shows where, like, I don't know who they're trying to relate to because you'd have to be, like, a millionaire doctor or lawyer to, like, identify with any of the characters in the show, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, because it's, like, one of those shows where, it feels like somebody from New York who doesn't understand the rest of the world only understands how it is to live in New York wrote this show. Um, Mm. So unless you live in New York, I don't see how you could identify with any of these characters. So overall, this is going to get 3.5.
2: Well, the last show I saw this week is uh, American Horror Story Season 11 or called also American Horror Story... New York City, um, or NYC, I should say. Um, I am going to be a little uh, honest here. So, uh, American Horror Story has kind of lost itself, especially, like, last season or in the season before that. was Mm -hmm. Atrociously bad. Like, I, I didn't like the last season... I didn't like the season before that. I went into this thinking, uh, uh, "Well, I've seen any other uh, season of this, and I, I have to say that uh, American Horror Story season eleven is probably one of their best seasons in many, 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 many years. Uh, it's, it's a, uh, it's a." Uh, Telltale about kind of like uh, 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 the AIDS pen, uh, p- pandemic, and it's kind of like it's it, it is set in that kind of time period in America, uh, and uh, it has uh, Carl Penn in it that I, I has never been in an American st- horror story before, and Sacrico Equanto that has been there before, and then Sahara and a lot of other people that has been there before. I just think that uh, uh, the whole thing about like setting it in that kind of period uh, also right after he did Dharma, because this is the same guy as that did Dharma. Uh, it, it kind of I think he learned a lot of things from doing Dahmer, mm-hmm. uh that he kind of like put into this uh as well that also made it more interesting so it's kind of like it's 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 uh it's just like yeah like i said i i think i think it's the best season since season uh, five or something so it's really really good i i recommend it uh i would give this season uh
1: uh eight uh yeah eight all right. The other thing we saw, Cabinet of Curiosity, episode four, episode mm-hmm. called "The Outside," mm-hmm. longing to fit in at work, awkward Stacy begins to use popular, use a popular lotion that causes an alarming reaction, while an unnerving transformation begins to take shape. I mean, oh, that this
2: kind was for, of... for 90 percent of this show was very good. This episode. <laughs>
1: Uh, well, uh, looking back at it, I almost feel like uh the ten percent that was bad kind of ruined the rest of it yeah because yeah. it like um well this episode like we said it's it's about this woman who starts using this lotion because her mm-hmm. her coworker uh, I was gonna say friend but they're really not friends no uh gives her gives it to her at like a a, a secret Santa thing um that whole part was so confusing i don't know they were like no we all know what we want S- the secret santa bit when i look back at it after at the after yeah. the ending i'm like what did that what was that supposed to represent where they were like we're yeah, doing a secret no, no. santa but then nobody else gives anybody gifts except for this one person I'm, i was so confused right. by that whole what looking back at it that made no sense <laughs> right yeah, no I I, I it, it's kind of
2: stupid because it's it builds up a lot of tensions for like I said I think 90% of uh, maybe 80 80% of this show this episode is terrific and very very good actually. I I was like I was surprised uh, how much I liked it. But there's a saying and I think this is a very good saying. If you don't stick your landing then, then, then you shouldn't make what you're making, and that's kind of like I, how I felt. I felt like if you, if they, even, even though I agree with you that that fucking scene with 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 them having that uh, secret Santa signs was stupid and things like that, but it were, I think they wanted to show more of the, the coworkers being kind of like selfish and over, yeah, like just yeah. Terrible people. Uh, and her wanting to be like them was kind of like, okay, how, why do you want to be uh, uh, as terrible human being as uh, uh, this is? But I, 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 I felt like uh, if they had stuck the landing of this episode, I would probably have liked it. But holy moly, when I think back at it, what a waste
1: of potential and and time. I mean, well, I guess I'll say kind of what happened and then I'll go into the question I have, but like they, she gets the lotion and then she starts Mm. seeing commercials for the lotion that are speaking to her Uh, she gets a rash from the lotion, even at the party, and then the commercials are telling her, you gotta keep using the lotion keep using the lotion, even, you gotta go past the rash, it's like The rash is a good sign, Uh, and then she gets this giant case of lotion, and it turns into, like, a lotion monster, Uh, Mm. and then she bathes in the lotion, and it actually makes her pretty, but looking back at the Secret Santa, like, were all those women... Did they all experience the same thing she did? Yes,
2: that that's what I think. Uh, that's uh, that's what I think. Where that's not to... explained
1: enough at the end of this. No, because in no, the end, I, I, all we have is them. Like she's sitting there laughing with them, and they're all friends, and like she's murdered her husband, and right. we're not like. But there should have been some sign that, like, like maybe at the very end, what we see is like the the blonde lady like there you see under her the sleeve of like her jacket and some of the goo starts dripping down her arm right like that would have been a way to show that that's what happened right very easy right. like yeah, yeah I just fixed the whole episode right there with like one yeah. shot right yep yeah. yep and that's what was really annoying is that it, it felt like they were trying maybe it's that they were being a little pretentious and they were trying to be very a yep. little artsy about it but yep you lost the meaning by trying to do that. Yep. Yeah. Overall, this was the worst episode of the show so far. Oh, definitely, definitely wasted potential. Like
2: I said, there's nothing that gets me more angry when when I see wasted potential. because, like I like I said, good acting, very good acting in this movie.
1: In this yeah, episode. I yeah. the. Uh, I- uh, at least especially from her and the husband I, the the three co-workers uh, they were a little over the top <laughs> they a little over but the they were overacting they were, they were
2: supposed to be that
1: it was also really we're looking at the setting and trying to determine what decade this happened in and it was completely right. impossible to figure out because everything looked like it was from the 80s and then we saw their tv and they had a flat screen tv and we're like what the fuck <laughs> what, yeah. year is what year is it what year is it Yeah, no. What would you give this episode? Uh, Let's see. I guess I'll go with a 4.5.
2: Ooh, you're 5 points or 0.5 points uh, more nice
1: than me because I will give it a 4. Okay. Well, let's hope the next episode is better. I'm sure it will be. This is the middle of the season and we always say that's where they put the worst episodes, so... This next episode might be bad, but then the next one will probably be good. We will see. Okay, uh, some TV news. Todd and Julie Chrisley sentenced to a combined 19 years in prison for bank fraud and tax (laughs) evasion. Reality stars Todd and Julie Chrisley uh, received their sentences Monday. He was sentenced to 12 years, plus 16 months on probation. His wife uh, was sentenced for 7 years. Um as well as 16 months probation. In June, the couple were convicted of having inflated their net worth in order to secure $30 million in fraudulent loans. They were also found to have been dodging their taxes since 2009 and have hidden their earnings from the IRS uh, that they got from the t- television show. Um, and Julie was also found guilty of committing wire, wire fraud and obstruction of justice. I uh, What I'm to understand is there's uh, there a third person... Like, their uh, accountant or something also got in trouble because he was, like, mm. wor- he, he was working with them uh, to do all this stuff, obviously. Um, really? Yeah, he also testified against them. So, I think he, like, got, mm. he got a, a a deal because he worked with the state, obviously. Um, hmm. Oh, here it is. In in, in fact, their accountant P- Peter Tarantino was convicted of filing false reports for them. He was sentenced to three years in prison. So yeah, um, I the whole this whole thing is crazy because of the characters they played on television, right? They mm-hmm. they had this uh, persona which was like uh, god faring Christian people who like. All they care about is doing thing, doing the right thing, and you got to work hard and have eth- the right e- work ethic, and that's what y- mm-hmm. is going to make you rich and successful. And it's like actually cheating, lying on your taxes, and uh, <laughs> embezzling funds, and probably having offshore accounts. That's uh, how these mm-hmm. people are really getting rich. It's like, mm, you know, those people who put across one image when they're actually doing the exact opposite you know yeah no
2: uh, terrible people doing terrible things I uh, think they will get uh, away with it nothing makes me more happy to hear that they are getting in prison getting in 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 trouble there's absolutely the nothing that makes me more happy
1: uh, yeah, they had filmed the show, by the way, uh, and they've canceled. Like, we had said that they were going to release it, remember? Now that they've been right. convicted, they're saying they're not going to release it on USA. Oh, uh, a, I'm a, almost a little disappointed in that. There is a <laughs> spinoff show that's being produced by E!, which is called Growing Up Chrisley, with the two kids, like the boy and the girl. Um, mm-hmm. And the the what's being said is that uh, no there's no plans currently as to what's gonna actually happen with that show, so uh, that that's something to keep an eye on, I guess. Yeah, that's that's kind of funny. That would be funny
2: to to see what happens with them.
1: Well, uh, what is uh, Kanye West up to? He's selling Balenciaga, Adidas, and Gap hoodies for twenty dollars after the company cut ties with him. Uh, he gave a tour of his uh, workshop, I guess, uh, on X17, a celebrity X, news yeah. site. Uh, y- in this tour, you could see employees working on sewing machines, hundreds of garments on rails laid out across tables and floors, many of them labeled ye 24. As Wes confirmed, he will ag- once again be running in 2024 for president, also. um, Yay! Yeah, he said, I cut up 100 hoodies from Yeezy, Balenciaga, Gap, and Adidas, and we're selling them for twenty uh, the cost of $20. So be- he's kind of trying to spite these companies, because, you know, if you were to buy a Balenciaga hoodie, it's like hundreds and hundreds of dollars. It's obviously anybody who buys I don't think it's worth it, um, but he's kind of, you know, they dropped him, and so now he's like, I'm going to sell this for 20 bucks. But I think the more interesting thing is that we found out he's, also saying he's going to run for president again which great, right? Oh yeah,
2: yeah. I'm 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 very happy to to, to see that he's running for pre- no.
1: We're going to have a Trump with Kanye as vice uh ticket. <laughs>
2: well, look, uh, it's uh, getting nearer to the most uh, amazing time of year Your uh, vision. Yeah. Uh, There are some major changes to the Eurovision
1: voting system. Tell me a little about that. Uh, Major changes for the Eurovision Song Contest voting system have been revealed by the European Broadcasting Union. The changes made in order to keep the event relevant and exciting, they said. uh, First, the rest of the world can vote online. Viewers in non-participating countries will now be able to vote. These online votes will have the same weight as participating countries in both the semi-final and the grand final. The online voting will be able to be done via a secure online platform using a credit card from the voter's country. That seems a little... Hmm. Yeah. I can understand why they would do that, though, because they don't want bots. Oh, yeah, yeah. People botting it, I guess.
2: Yeah, Russian bots making sure that uh, a Russian... Supported country,
1: but that also means any like young kids watching it can't vote either because they don't have a credit card, right? Yeah, or um, I guess they could use their parents or something, I guess. I don't know. Uh, I also think it's kind of weird uh, that it's
2: like you, uh, as I understand it, like you could
1: vote, yeah, it says any non participating countries, right. As long as you have internet and a credit card, I guess. And also, like, okay, let's say uh,
2: 100,000 watches your vision in, 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 uh, in the United States. Are the points going to be from uh, all of uh, uh, USA? or is it going to be like in a, is it going to be independent from each country or is it going to like be in one big sum yeah that's that's kind
1: of weird it's a, okay so the semifinals it says uh, there will be no jury deciding yep. the results of this. it will only be public voting that decides who qualifies for the grand finale Juries in each country taking part in the semi will still cast their votes, but these votes will only be used uh, should a valid televote not be recorded or possible in an individual country. Oh, yeah. if it's not available, I guess right. Okay. Yeah, because this is like to
2: hinder what happened last year uh, with uh, like countries' jury votes, like trying to support each other. Right, so this is like taking away the power of the jury. I'm very happy about this. I'm not <coughs> as happy as I am like with with the one that like the rest of the world is also allowed to like uh, uh vote because i I'm not sure how they they're going to do it 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 seems a little convoluted and and how much point. Uh, there will be from like the rest of the world and then uh, as well. It feels like the Eurovision part of Eurovision is kind of <laughs> disappearing and allowing all countries. Well, I
1: think that's 100% true. But I think we even yeah. said like they're starting to, br- like starting with the America's Song Contest, they started branching out and going away from the idea of it just being a European thing. Um, mm-hmm. it says here the only change is that the rest of the world will be combined with the televotes from the participating countries. See, that's weirdly worded.
2: Yeah, combined,
1: combined with the televotes. Okay, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. From the participating countries, and that makes it sound like mm-hmm. it they're going to be counted in like by country, right? From yeah. the participating countries, meaning like that's that's so weird hows not it going to take a long time to count it then? (laughs) Maybe not, I guess. If it's all online, I suppose it won't take any time. It's just like there. Hmm. Okay, it'll be interesting. Hey, look, do you know who has a big Black
2: Friday sale right now? Who? It's Audible, and you can go to audibletrial.com slash ADC. That's audibletrial.com slash ADC. They have anniversary sale because Audible is 25 years old, and they also have a Black Friday sale of a lot of books. Don't tell my dad, but I have used a lot of money on Audible. Uh, you will also <laughs> use a lot of money on Audible if you go to audibletrial.com/ADZ. Hey, if you cancel. Uh, the the subscription. You get to keep your book, but you will probably not do that. So go
1: to com slash ADC. Alright, movies. Let's talk about some movies we saw. Why don't you start out?
2: Sure. I will start with the most amazing movie that you have never ever seen, Luke. Okay. Titanic 666. That, mm-hmm. That's the devil number. Uh huh, asylum
1: movie. A what? No, uh, an asylum movie. Oh, Uh, I thought I thought you said a silent movie. Uh, Okay. Oh no no asylum. Alright. Yeah, yeah, the studio is called Asylum.
2: Oh. They're known, yeah. They're known for their shit movies. This is uh, definitely one of them. Um. So. You know. (laughs) <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure where to start here. Okay. Because it's 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 it. I kind of hesitate to call it fun. Because it's kind of like it's 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 not campy enough to be fun, and it doesn't have a, enough like over the top moments. Right. But it's it's kind of like like extremely shallow popcorn movie that that. Uh, that you don't really need your brain brain for because it's kind of like it's it's about this captain that's investigating uh, some tra- tragic occurrences and uh uh the the crew and passengers from the or- original titanic returns and things like that it's, okay <laughs> terribly acted I wanted to see this because I was like oh it's probably so bad that it will end up in my worst uh, movies of, of the year list just to like I've said that I've seen Titanic 666 is it that bad yes uh, but it's, it's just like it's boring trite and and you will recognize one fucking actor. Like, there's no one that you have seen before other than this one actor that you would recognize everywhere. Uh, but, but it's just like, it's, it's boring. And, and, and it's like, it's, it, I, I, I would say, like, for a trailer horror, horror movie, it's very dramatic. It's maybe a little too, too dramatic and straight. Uh, Forward for its own good. It's just like terrible. Yeah.
1: Right. Uh, So is it one? Is this like a Sharknado type situation where they're trying to make a bad movie or it's bad? No.
2: Okay. No, it's just bad. Yeah. So So, yeah.
1: I'll give it a one. One. And uh, yeah.
2: I would uh, please have one hour and 30 minutes back to my life, please.
1: All right. I saw Nope this week. They added it to Peacock. Uh, in America, so people want to see Nope. Uh, Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's very good. It's a... You know, it's a more sci-fi than some of his other movies. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, Oh, right, it's Jordan Peele movie, if people didn't know. Uh, It's his most recent one. It's, you know... A kind of departure from where he what he does but it at the same time it still has like the underlying uh mm-hmm. social meaning of like of it where like his horror movies all have that and this kind of sci-fi horror also has like an underlying uh, meaning about uh, of like how the people are treating each other and how people treat each other in general and things like that um, mm-hmm. yeah acting is really good cinematography is really good. Certain parts are a little bit slow, but they're building, I guess. Um, yeah, he likes to cast a lot of the same people. It's, he's starting to build kind of a Tarantino-esque feel to his directing, where like he's mm. got a specific style that he doesn't stray from, and he casts a lot of the same people in his movies. You know what I mean? Mm, um, and he's kind mm. of building a like a you know a specific. Uh, niche for himself, and and I love that. It's great. Uh, this movie's, what, is it his best? Maybe not the best best, but it's like it's still v- right up there with all the rest of his movies to me. I'd give it a I'd give it a nine.
2: Yeah, I, I would say this is his second best. Out of the three is most known for I I definitely think this is uh, his second best.
1: But I think his original is the worst, so... Oh, I would say that one was the best to me. And then this right. one would be the second best, and then uh, Them, right? Is that what it was? Yeah, yeah, I, I really I really dig Them better.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. but you yeah, know, this is on my list of... Uh, it's definitely in my top five of... Uh, Best movie this year. I would be shocked if it doesn't end up on my list.
1: Yeah. The, everything was really good, and even the ending is, like, really amazing, so... Yeah. Um, really good ending. Yeah. What'd you see? I saw Black Adam. Black Adam. Black Adam. Black Adam. I've heard nothing but bad things.
2: Um, yeah. I mean, I, I can... Give you the score right away. It, okay. It's a four four out of ten uh, for me. Um, I don't know. I mean, Dwayne Johnson has this charisma around him that like almost uh, saves this movie. But uh, I don't. Uh, he 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 was in another movie that kind of like. Uh, not reminded me of this but but uh, uh his worst movies uh, one of his mo- worst movies is skyscraper i really despise that movie mm-hmm. it's a it's a terrible terrible movie and i i think this is better than Skysc- uh, skyscraper by by a long shots okay uh, and 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 things like that but but there i'm i'm a little bit... Tired of him being so uh, over the top, um, unapproachable. And what I mean about that, like nothing can hurt him, nothing can like test him. Like the villain in in this uh, 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 like doesn't even come close. Like I I I was never in in in. In doubt that Black Adam would like kind of like uh, succeed and things right. like that, and especially when like when it feels like he's playing the same role here as he always does. Uh, I think the script was was not that good. Uh, yeah, as a as a stupid action movie, I, I felt it, it didn't even like kind of like. Gave me the best of that either, so all of it was kind of like meh. So and it was kind of a long meh as well because it's like two uh, over two hours. It's just like yeah, I I wish I wish it was better. Uh, that's kind of like my <laughs> my my feedback to this movie. But it it has eighty nine percent on on uh, on the audience score. So. Maybe I'm fucking wrong and and shouldn't say anything.
1: But yeah, no, not my cup of tea. So yeah, four out of that. Uh, I've been saying for a while when is like the you know Marvel superhero movie uh and TV show thing gonna start dying down and people are gonna start getting annoyed by how much like DC and Marvel stuff is being made, and I feel like we've mm-hmm. gotten to that point now. Where I'm starting to hear all these people be like, I'm so sick of how much Marvel shit there is. Even people who were, like, a few years ago were, like, the biggest Marvel fanboys are turning against them, right? So... Okay, let's talk about Slumberland. We gotta do that. Um, That happened. Is that the last movie that you had? No, I've got another one. But let's talk about it. Oh, okay. Because we're in the superhero thing, and we got Jason Momoa here to talk about. Um... Yeah, this was a kid's movie on Netflix with Jason Momoa. It's based off of a uh, a cartoon we found out, right? Mm-hmm. From, like, the 70s or something. Um, it feels like a whole bunch of other movies, right? Is that what we've thought about it? Yeah, but not in a bad way. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, it's yeah, got, yeah. like, all it's these other...
2: like the 90s movies.
1: If it had all these influences like Inception, uh, mm. Little Monsters, what was some of the other ones mm. we said this was like?
2: Uh, Polar They're, Express.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's got like all these influences from like e. other other movies, <laughs> um, uh, the Little Mermaid. <laughs> I, I, I think Little Monsters is, like, the one movie that I would compare it to the most, though. Like, oh, yeah, storyline-wise, yeah. and even the look of Jason Momoa's character, it, yeah. he has the same horns as the yeah the guy from Little Monsters, which I don't even know who that actor was. But, um, yeah, I mean, the special effects are very cool. That's um, probably the really good. best yeah. part of the whole thing is, like, the special effects. I think, actually... I really didn't like Jason Momoa in this. When I think back on the acting, the character he did, it just Mm. felt—I don't know—it felt over the top. It felt like he was acting. It didn't feel like it was an actual character. It felt like that's Jason Momoa acting as this character. Um, But I thought the young girl who played in it was super good. I I thought Chris Mm. O'Dodd played a really good uh, role Mm -hmm. in this. But yeah, the special effects are really what like made this movie you know, what it, what it was. Um, I don't know. I have to kind of disagree, because I, I I really, the
2: more I have thought about it, the more I like this movie. Uh, it made me, it it, it, it has this, uh, this is a word I don't usually like using, but it has this movie magic surrounding it. And by that I mean like, uh, I felt it felt it felt like it was taking me somewhere. Uh, I I had emotions during this. I I cried a little, uh, especially during the end. Um, I I I just thought it was a really 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 good uh, children's movie. It's one of the better like children's movie I've seen in many many years. It felt very like nineties nostalgic without like being nineties nostalgic. That's kind of like also was kind of weird. But I do agree it's not original at all. It's rending uh, tremendously much from a lot of things, so it's not getting top score by any.
1: Uh, yeah, and I, the storyline. I think I liked.
2: Yeah, I think th- I liked it a little more than you did.
1: Yeah, and the storyline itself is pretty generic. Like, you've seen the same yeah. story about a thousand times. And, like, that. so, like so. I said, the thing that's really, like, the crowning achievement of this is the special effects. I don't know, I'd give mm-hmm. it a, I'd give it a f- 4.5. Um, uh,
2: yeah, I think it's probably a
1: 6.5 for me. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's got, like, 38% on Rotten Tomatoes, so... And 39 on Metacritic... The, uh, critics didn't like it, uh, very mm. much. Uh... doesn't that have an audience score? Yeah, let's check that out. I do not know. That's I mean, I can see why, like I said, I feel like the Jason Momoa character... The acting of that character specifically right. is gonna, for critics, uh... It's it got 88% on audience score... <laughs>
2: Oh, okay. Yeah, no, that's a little too. That's a
1: big gap. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, I'm going to talk about Spirited uh, with Will Ferrell and Ryan Ro- Reynolds. This is if if Luke's watches this movie. I haven't even heard this, of this movie. Right before the end of the year, I I will. I will be super surprised, because guess what? It is a musical! Oh,
1: well, yeah, I'm not gonna watch this. (laughs)
2: Uh, But it has, uh, like I said, Will Ferrell, uh, Ryan Reynolds, uh, Octavia Spencer, uh, a lot of very good acting in this children's movie. It's a musical version of the classic uh, Christmas story by Charles Dickens. It's about this man that who treats uh everyone around him uh with uh, terrible self selfishness he's one of the most selfish uh people in the world and then he gets uh to meet uh the three ghosts of the past uh present and future uh it is kind of like la la land meet scrooge right <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's, that's kind of like how i would say uh, i really dig that um i i think uh, i would give it a seven seven yeah seven. Yeah, there's a lot of things lacking in
1: it. Well, and that story has been made and made and made and made over and over yes. again. Yes, I mean yes, and made. Obviously, the made. Muppets version is maybe one of the best ones. But what about the Bill Murray, eighties uh, movie? What was it, Scrooge? Love that. That yeah, was also Scourged that was also a, a good game. version of it. So you know they're they've got but a lot that, to compete against if you're going to be making that story. I would say the Muppets is the best version of it. Yeah, I would think so. Love that. Love that. <sighs> okay, last thing I saw was Where the Crawdads Sing. Mm. Um, yeah, it's, this came out, what, a bunch? A while ago, actually. Um, and I had it on my list. Yeah, quite a while. And I've been meaning to watch it for a while, and it's one of those movies where, like, I just kept procrastinating it for some reason, and then once I actually mm. did watch it, I enjoyed it. Um. It just took me forever to, like, actually want to watch it because, I don't know, I thought it was going to be uh, a little portentous and weird. It, it is a little. Um, it's about a, a woman who lives in the swamp in the south uh, because her whole family kind of left her as a child to, like, fend for herself mm-hmm. in the middle of nowhere. Her father dies and, like, she's left to, you know, hunt and fish for herself and kind of fend for herself. Uh, Mm. make a little money here and there, like, selling mussels that she gathers up from the beach. Um, And then she gets accused of murder, and she obviously doesn't have anybody to, like, back her up or anything like that, because she's all alone. Um, Mm. And everybody in this town who are going to be the jurors for this uh, murder trial, they all... She's, like, kind of a... Mythic creature in this town where they call her like the swamp girl, you know, that where it's like, oh, she uh, she's mm. got like four arms or something like that, you know what I mean? So she's become like this uh, creature to them, and so obviously it's going to be hard for her to get like a fair trial. And then it kind of you go through the uh, what happened, but it's it's like a murder mystery, uh, with a trial, uh, while the trial's happening, you're you're tr- they're showing you, oh, did she murder this person? Did she not murder this person? Um, yeah, mm-hmm. the ending was kind of interesting. It had kind of cool way it wrapped up. I don't know if the moral of the story is necessary necessarily the best, but the mm. acting's really good. The story's really good. Some of it's a little bit, um, standard, uh, uh Oscar bait type movie. Mm-hmm. Um... Mm-hmm overall, though. I think the acting is what really holds it up. And then, I I like a good murder mystery, so I'll give it a seven. Nice! Yeah. I'd recommend it to you. I think you'd like it. Okay. I'll put it on my list
2: of movies I have to see before the year is ending. Because we're getting there.
1: Yeah, it's on Netflix here in America. I don't know if it is in Norway. No, it's not. Yeah. There's ways around that.
2: There are ways around that. Yeah. Cough, cough. <laughs> oh, gosh. Cough, cough is, is, is such a. It's such a. <laughs> everybody knows what you're talking about. Right, yeah. So, so it, it's such a trying thing.
1: Uh, anyway, uh, are you hungry? I'm always hungry. That's not true. I'm barely ever hungry. <laughs> Do you want to see the menu? Uh, yeah. Show me
2: the menu. Searchlight. Oh, I like her. Uh, Easily. Anya Taylor <laughs> Green. Uh, <laughs> see what I did there? I,
1: I mixed up yeah, mixed up the name. Sure. Mm-hmm. classics. Okay. okay. It actually is about a menu. Oh yeah, yeah.
2: Welcome. We'll endeavor to make your evening as pleasant as possible.
1: This is definitely a horror movie. <laughs> oh yeah. That's what I think. I predicted cannibalism last week at the end of the show. Oh yeah, definitely. You think that's what it is? Yes. We, harvest, yes. we ferment. We gel. we gel. We
0: gel. He's not just a chef. He's a storyteller.
2: I'm so game. looking forward to seeing this. I trying to guess what the overarching theme of the entire meal is going to be.
0: You won't know until the end. Who are you?
1: I am Margo. Why do you
0: care? I have to know if you're,
1: you're with us. That was so awkward. I am Margot. Who talks like that?
0: I don't know. This guest list. How do they get these? Not good. This entire evening. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. This is just theater, it's stage We're leaving now. Has been painstakingly planned. I'm really so incredible. looking forward to this. Yeah, how is
1: going yeah it looks we now offer good.
0: 45 second head start. Okay, 45 second starts now. <laughs> <laughs> this is what you're I mean,
1: it's pretty predictable, though.
0: Oh yeah, it's super predictable. It's all part of the menu. <laughs> it's okay.
1: But I like all these actors. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, me too. It's gonna be kind of a generic horror movie, but. Oh, John Leguizamo! I didn't s- see him in it. The... Yeah. You told him it was my birthday. It was funny about three hours ago. Did we see him in the trailer? <laughs> 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 yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that looks good. So look. What is this Oscar-nominated movie all about? It focuses on young people who visit an exclusive destination restaurant on a remote island, where acclaimed she- and acclaimed chef has prepared a lavish tasting menu, along with some shocking surprises. Deadline notes: uh, finds plays a world-class chef. What? Oh, oh! Deadline notes. Okay, so that's like a thing from Deadline. Uh it's got 90% on Rotten Tomatoes, 78% on Fandango, 71% on Metacritic, 85% of Google users liked it. Uh yeah, like you said, it's got Anya Taylor Joy Ralph, Ray Ralph Ray right? How do we how do you say yeah, his name? Ralph Ralph Fiennes. Yeah. Um. And John Leguizamo, which isn't even in this list either. Uh and did we see him in the trailer? I'm maybe I'm crazy. No. Okay. Uh yeah. Where'd you go to get uh, reviews for this? Well, I got two, two ones that was kind of funny. Uh, I went
2: to Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. Uh, Kevin S says, bad movie. You're disappointed in the plot, disappointed in the validity, and even more disappointed in the food i served. The true hero of this movie is a cheeseburger. Everything else is bad. And now, I want a cheeseburger. <laughs> and gives it one star.
1: <laughs> all right I got a uh, good one then from John Wayne Daughtry uh, on Facebook mm-hmm. this movie was near perfect to me underlying subtext and moral of the story a foodie's dream to watch and a judgment oh, and judgment on at the same time I have a few favorite films and uh, oh I have a new favorite film in this specific genre okay hmm
2: gave it full star and said, I have never written a review before. In fact, I registered this account to leave a review for this movie. It is the best movie I have ever watched. It was most comical, satirical masterpiece I have been bestowed upon humanity. Jesus Christ. Lay it on <laughs> you must watch this. I would pay 1 million dollars to raise my memory oh my so I can watch it again <laughs> with with fresh eyes.
1: Thank you, Mr. Director. Thank you, Anya Taylor-Joy. Good night. That's not real. That I think that person is <laughs> I think that person's goofing. I think oh, they're trolling. Maybe not. I don't yeah, know. Yeah,
2: but it it's it's it was very funny. I laughed when I, I read the review.
1: Okay, I went to. I got a bad one from IMDb. One out of ten. Worst movie I've seen from uh, <laughs> Maximus Anderson. Eighteen. Terrible from start to finish. The trailer for this movie is truly impressive. We were. Excited to see a new movie that was innovative and pushed boundaries. Unfortunately, the only boundaries pushed by this were my patience. All three of us nearly walked out after <laughs> ten minutes. After the end, uh, I wish I I had a total. Uh, oh, I wish I hadn't uh, wasted sixteen pounds. I I guess they're British. Noting that mm. the budget uh, was this week and the and my money was tight. You'd better uh, be taking money in. Oh you'd be better to take your money uh, into the paper trash can and burning it to stay warm. No cap. When the film started to build up, the rest of it was good uh, all uh, and it went until it went wrong. A great example of a great trailer spoiled by a terrible film. I finished this message by saying, "This film was a prime example of a fantastic marketing team polishing a turd." Yeah. <laughs> Wow. So, yeah, maybe that trailer looked better than the movie is. <laughs> I mean, that's what he's saying. We will see. Yeah. Uh, also coming out this week
2: is a documentary called Bad Axe. A real-time portrait of 2020 unfolds as Asian American family in rural Michigan's fight to keep its restaurant and the American dream alive. Uh, it has 94% on Rotten Tomatoes. of Google users like this movie.
1: Uh, bones and all, uh, love blossoms between a young woman on the margins of society and and a disenfranchised drifter as they embark on a 3,000-mile odyssey through the back roads of America. However, despite the best efforts, all roads lead back to their terrifying past and a final stand that will determine whether their love can survive their differences. Uh... 85% 85% on Rotten Tomatoes, 4.5 out of 5 on A V Club, and then 73% on Metacritic. Uh,
2: another documentary called Behind the Card. Sports card industry grows into a place for investors and collectors to become millionaires overnight. A piece of cardboard can turn into a huge investment. It doesn't have any reviews.
1: Okay, only in theaters, the history of the Lamel Theaters, a beloved 84-year-old art house cinema chain in L.A. As the theater faces new challenges, the family behind the business is determined to see it survive. This is also a documentary I've only, I only see five out of five on Facebook. So, mm.
2: Well, a drama called The Inspection also came out this week. Rejected by his mother, a young gay man finds unspected strength, commandery, and support after he joins the Marines. ay yeah. Okay. Uh, 82% on Rotten Tomatoes. 73% on Metacritic. 7.1 out of 10 on IMDb.
1: That's pretty high scores. Oh, she said... Uh... A New York Times best... Oh. A New York Times journalist, Megan Tuhey and Jody Cantor, publish a report that exposes sexual abuse allegations against Harvey Weinstein. The shocking story also serves as a launching pad for the Me Too movement, shattering decades of silence around the subject of sexual assault and harassment. Uh, 87% on Rotten Tomatoes, 73% on Metacritic, 76% of Google users liked it. Um... Yeah, it's not a documentary, but it, it's about, you know, a true event, I suppose. Cool. Well, uh, what movie do you want to see the most? Um, I guess The Menu. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. The rest of these, are. it's either a documentary that I'm not interested in, or they don't look that good, to be honest. A lot of these aren't even, Ooh, like, right. rated, it seems like. Because nobody's kind of seen them. I see Bones and all. Is it just me? Or are we not seeing like IMDb scores anymore? Like it seems like no. That a lot that of these true. movies that yeah. we were just talking about, I'm looking at the IMDb and they're not rating it for some reason. I don't know. Yeah, weird. Well, uh, next week we will talk
2: of news of the week. Maybe a little football if we have the time. We'll lay, we'll lay, we'll lay. Uh, t- TV and movies of the week. We will do Cabinet of Curiosity episode 5 review. Let's hope it's uh, better than the last one. Another digital review of Violent Night.
1: If that is not a horror movie, I will walk on water. I mean, it sounds like just a really cheesy B horror movie, right? That sounds like a cheesy B horror movie. That is exactly what it
2: sounds like. Yeah, for
0: sure.
1: Okay,
2: yeah. Okay, Jeremy Ratt. Uh Well, I've seen a lot of football, so
1: I don't know if I've talked about that or not. Yeah, you were sick this week. I don't think you said that either. No, so you, I was definitely sick. You were kind of uh, in. You were definitely super sick on the weekend, you know, and, and then you got yes. better. But, or I don't know how. How are you? Are you better, better, or not, like still yeah, yeah, on, the, yeah, well, on the mend? And- I am I'm I'm on the mend. Yeah, no. Um
2: uh, I uh, originally cancelled that my my dad and his wife is was going to be here come here tomorrow, but today I feel good enough to have uh visitors. And it's not like they're going to stay here for hours, so. Right.
1: Yeah, uh it's going to be I don't know how much family is coming to my parents' house, but, you know, most of my family is going to be here. So, I mean, Thanksgiving is always fun just because of all the good food, right? I'm going to make mm-hmm. some kind of, like, potato y appetizer, like, with potatoes and, uh, what is it? Gruyere, like, uh, right. mixed in. Yeah. It's not like. It's hey, like talking a- about football, look, Uh,
2: Cristiano Ronaldo is done with, uh,. Manchester United. Okay, after his interview with Piers Morgan. Oh, he he was critical to how United was treating him and things like that. So now it's now just before the World Cup,
1: he's without a club. So oh, that's interesting. Um, let's see. What what did we see? What about YouTube? Uh. Oh, well, obviously yeah, the wow. biggest thing was Howie Mandel on H3, like, the same day we did the show oh, yeah. last week. Talking about funny. talking about the prolapse. Um, yes. Which, if people don't know, Howie Mandel uh, posted a prolapsed, prolapsed anus on, on TikTok, and it became a huge mm-hmm. meme, and he kind of tried to bury it, and this is the first time he came out and, like, discussed it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they went all... The I remember when it first happened and we talked about it, my prediction was that he didn't even see the picture, it was just like they filmed him on a green screen or something and then stuck that picture, like somebody else had stuck the picture in right, that's what I thought mm-hmm. and I don't remember what you you thought happened there but uh, it turns out he didn't know what it was, do you believe his nope. whole story, I don't believe the whole story no, no, I don't believe it at all I mean, one of the biggest problems I had with it is he said, he went to bed, he posted it right before he went to bed, he woke up the next morning, and his son called him to tell him, uh, hey, you're trending, what, what did you do, what did you post on TikTok or whatever, but it was up for 17 right. hours, so how long did Howie sleep?
2: Right. Yeah, no, I don't believe
1: that. <laughs> right? That doesn't, the, the timeline doesn't really add up there. I think he's definitely trying to save his ass, but... It's also just oh, yeah. really funny, and then they brought the guy on that uh, prolapsed for him, which was very good. I mean, that whole thing is just, like, a huge meme and very funny. Uh, it's mostly just because it's Howie Mandel. He's, like, the judge from America's Got Talent and shit, so. Mm.
0: Uh,
1: Logan Paul uh, says he's going to fate uh Tate. And did did they, they sign anything? Cause the last thing we we talked about last oh. week that uh, he 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 wanted Tate to sign something to like set the fight in motion, uh, to get it like you know, g- to get it started for you know, uh, for them to fight or whatever. But that Tate hadn't signed anything yet. Let me look it up. Yeah, you no, know, It feels like it's kind of like up in
2: the air, but it's also like. It's decided that it's going to, to to be, it's a so wedge. uh
1: yeah. It seems like he would have to fight him, like just because of who, how Andrew Tate like puts himself across. Like mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people, if he said, "I'm not going to fight this guy," would be like, "This guy's a." He's going against everything he says he believes in or whatever, you know what I'm saying? But at the same mm-hmm. time, if he does lose, that's going to make him look bad. Like I said last week, th- this is the only person Jake Paul, I think, could fight, and people are going to root for- root for him, you know what I mean? Uh, anything else? I-, I sent you that thing last night. Uh, oh, yeah. I've never seen... A commercial. warning... Oh, that, right. Uh, we can watch that in a second. But I'd never seen a warning oh. like this on YouTube before uh, for that Big Brother magazine video from, like, the 90s. It was... Big Brother magazine was, like, the or- originator of jackass. Like, if you watch the video I sent you last night, it's called Shit. What? It's got Wee Man. It's got all the, you know, different jackass characters in there. Um, and that's kind of where... Uh, those CKY C- and things came out of Big Bro- Brother Magazine. Uh, and if you go into that video, it ha- I've never seen a warning where it says viewer discretion is advised or whatever. Um, here, mm-hmm. let me. I posted it last night to you. Let me look it. At says this. the following content may cons- uh, content suicide or self harm topics. Which it doesn't at least i watched the whole thing right. and i didn't see anything that they except for maybe like songs that mention it in there but like there's nudity in it there's yeah cursing that you would definitely not be allowed to do on like this video breaks every youtube rule and and they put and then they put this up there which have you ever seen this thing yeah, seen on any before. other youtube video i've never seen it before yep. This is Mm. the first time I'd ever seen it on any YouTube video, so I was like, what the hell? Uh, Wouldn't... I don't know, it just seems like they would get rid of it. Maybe it's demonetized, but I don't know. Who knows? But you also saw a commercial. Oh yeah, let's watch that commercial. Okay, let me go back down here. Alright, this is a commercial that I saw last night... Or no, two nights ago. Um, It's a Lexus commercial... Uh, that integrates the new Black Panther movie into a Lexus car commercial. All right, so ooh, ooh. it's just a strange integration, and so I, and I I watched no. it and went, why does this exist? So I figured I'd show it to you. All right, give me a countdown. In three, two, one, go. So we're seeing, like, the main, some of the main characters from the new Black Panther movie. And now we have Alexis, like, they're getting...
2: Ready for your speech, General?
1: They're getting an Alexis, bro. I take a spear over a speech, she said. Does this already feel super awkward to you? Like why is this so quiet and awkward? There's just something really awkward and weird about the sound design. It's so strange. It gets weirder. Okay, now they're running away from somebody, and we don't really know why. It hasn't explained that yet. (laughs) And they're in the world's largest parking garage.
0: They think shoot.
1: Now they're in like a car chase. Yeah. And she's going to throw a spear at the guy? What the fuck? Remember, this is supposed to sell cars.
0: <laughs> it has
1: nothing to do with the fucking car. <laughs> I don't understand it either.
0: Empower future that lasts forever. See Marvel Studios' Black Panther, Wakanda Forever.
1: What the fuck was that? <laughs> I know, it's like... I, I, I saw it and I was like, what did I just watch? Like, I, I understand the idea of, like... Two different what? companies integrating together to have, like, a, a, a commercial. But, like, how is that supposed to sell cars, right? <laughs> or who is watching that and then going, oh, I need to see that movie. And that was complete, like, they filmed that completely separate from the movie, I would assume, right? So they dressed up these people like the movie characters to do a car commercial. There's something really weird about that to me. <laughs>
2: That is just fucking strange.
1: Yeah, I don't... And Just fucking strange. And the sound design is so odd also, especially towards the beginning. It's, like, very quiet and just, Uh yeah, very weird. Yeah, I don't know who made that, but... Yeah, don't make more things. Thank you.
2: Well, uh, I think... That is it. Uh, I know that we will talk about uh, Wednesday because that com- came out today on Wednesday. <laughs> See, yeah, they I changed it.
1: Yeah, I was assuming that's why because we had seen that yeah. it was going to come out li- this week and now it's coming out Wednesday. Yep. But I guess because they just wanted it to come out on a Wednesday, I guess.
2: Yeah, they moved. They moved that date because I know that you and me. Watched that date and we were like, okay, we're going to watch it this
1: this weekend. And, and that was two weeks before shift. it came out. And then yes, so sometime yes. in between those two in the two weeks they changed it, and not by a lot. By what? It was going to no, no. come out on a Friday, and then they moved it to the yeah. ne- next Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah, because of the name. <laughs> I guess because of the name, but Thanksgiving also is the next day, so maybe they thought, oh, we can get a lot of people watching it, because they're all going to be around the TV like with their family and stuff. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
2: Hey, by the way, if your name is Steve, I blocked you. Okay. Uh, That's uh, everything. My name
1: is Fro. My name is Luke. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Bye-bye, everybody.
0: Another another digital
1: Another digital citizen. Another digital, c- c- citizen.
0: Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen.
2: Another digital citizen. A citizen. A citizen. citizen.